I hit all the right buttons this time, so that's good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps, What Lies Below, Part 6. Today is January 13th, 2020, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to start each and every single one of our sessions with because we truly believe that it is important. And if you like hearing that message, consider, uh, hey, you can hear it every single time you listen to one of our episodes. So if you go to either youtube.com slash indoor adventures or anywhere where podcasts can be found, except for Podbean, you can still find our old sessions, just not like the most recent stuff. Uh, then you can also hear that message as often as you want from either your pocket or from our faces via video. Uh, other than that, there are other ways of supporting the show, such as, hey, did you know that we're having a giveaway right now? It's a super cool thing. Uh, so, you can win all sorts of excellent prizes. I didn't have them near my hands this time like I did last week. But, if you win the giveaway, you could either get yourself Descent to Avernus, the collector's edition with the dice set, or praise the queen with the tyranny of dragons collector's edition book you can get all of that from just honestly either following us on twitch or uh answering a question which is what's your favorite campaign that we have played on this channel so like we got curse of strahd we got ghost of saltmarsh and then we also got this game so like double points if you answer this game like inside brownie points anyways they won't actually count towards the contest but i'll know other than that we also have our merch store back up so if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com you can pick yourself some hint some yeah you can pick yourself up some hint of fey gear for all of the fey seasons moon maiden stuff it was the other hand i was supposed to move and of course you can also get things like indoor adventure hoodies mugs and shower curtains we'll figure it out we also have our patreon set up so if you would like to go and support our uh support this show and also gain access to our after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community at large consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures and uh sign up for the tiers you'll also be able to join us on discord but of course you can join us on discord anyways via this link in the side chat or in the link found below but that is it for my spiel i know it was rather long hey rj who are you playing today hey everybody i'm rj and i'm playing Kalem, the shatterkai wizard cleric hey everybody i'm lb hackamup and i'm gonna be playing gwen the halfling barbarian hoi i'm cyber and i'm gonna kill a bitch uh I, I play arjan the dragonborn bloodhunter cleric Hi, I'm Janae Keener of JanaeKeener.com. I'm going to be playing Corey, the Eldrin Paladin. I'm so upset with myself, and I'm the indoor <laughs> adventurer. Hello. It's totally <laughs> my fault. I'm the one who nudged my power cord. It's fine. We fixed it. It's all <laughs> good. Okay. And now I'm only sweaty on the inside. So, <laughs> last we left off. You guys had finished your stay in the city of Sirts Hellier after having been contracted by the Hunter's Guild, the Ceaseless Quarry, to go and investigate and explore a recently opened fire giant stronghold halfway between the dwarven city of Sirts Hellier and the drow city of Tev El Yan. 
upon hearing this, Arjan, you had a little bit more questioning that you had to ask the clerk as to why this job was posted, and you found out that it was indeed because there is a little bit of a uh, political stalemate between the drow and the dwarves, where neither side wants to be necessarily responsible and land grabby when it comes to this new to these new materials that have been uncovered or have possibly been uncovered. So instead, they have hired a group of hunters to just go and explore this area. The group of hunters, obviously, uh, will be acting in the better uh, interests of the city, but thankfully, they pay well, and honestly, that's all the four keeps really care about at this point. And <laughs> all that Arjan really cares about at this point is some good coin. So, your group ended up suiting themselves up with new armor, weapons, and other various forms of gear, and then headed deeper towards the drow city of Tev Elyon. It took you several days travel to actually get to that point, and upon arrival you saw that there was another group of drow mercenaries with some other races mixed in one of which being a human with a badly uh with a bad disfigurement along the side of their face and arjan you recognized this individual as kodef a member of your blood hunter order that you had sworn that you would kill should you ever meet them again however in the best interest of not immediately having some sort of party dispute, uh, as well as getting both the drow and the dwarven city involved, uh, you decided to find another way into the into this stronghold. And as you were making your way uh, up through, uh, up and around a different area, that is where we called it last week. So we are going to pick up with Arjan, you have seen Kodeth from afar. Are you continuing on with your party? Or are you just stopping right there and are you going to beeline over? Uh, he he has stopped. It does not seem as Kodeth has acknowledged your presence in the distance. Your group was far enough away that you weren't that you didn't draw any excess attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's noticeably stopped. Uh, ow! Got Arzon. Well, okay. <laughs> now we're spotted. It's oh fine. no! Sorry. Gwen, make a stealth check. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> a natural one. Which means I don't have my character sheet full of yet because I'm a professional. Which means. Uh... I think it's a four. Gwen, your voice carries uh, I mean. <laughs> rather far. And as it does, as Cyber has said, the group has the group of Drow as well as Kodeth seem to have taken note of your group. And one of the Drow puts their hand up and then begins walking towards you and they yell halt. What is your group doing? Out back. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We're supposed to be down here, right? Well, no, because the drow are actually like against the dwarves in this endeavor. So 
I don't know if this is going to start a national incident or not. Kodath. Oh, shit. Okay. And there is... The, the drow with his hand up continues walking forward. Uh, but at that, the human pauses and looks up and squints towards your direction and then begins walking with the others and just, who said that? Need all of you to stay out of this. Oh, it's going to be what? really difficult, buddy. And the drow just, you are not to go past this area. We are under the jurisdiction of Tev Elyan. I need you to stay put and out of danger. It's and been a while, Kodath. And at this, Kodath continues walking forward and actually kind of like puts a hand on the drow's shoulder and presses it for and presses himself forward. And the three of you now can see a site that Arjan has thought about many a times. And it is a good half of this human's face that is missing hair along his scalp outside of a few patches towards the back they tend to keep their head shaved more of like a military buzz kind of deal now mostly because they are unable to grow hair back where that area was part of it is just melted down and you can see that the skin is pulled tight and it looks like part of the cheek is is resting over where his mouth would normally be able to open. And these acid burns continue down their neck and onto their sh and extend into where you're guessing their shoulder is. You know it's their shoulder, but you're assuming this the burns continue on. And they say, well, well, well. Never thought I would see you again, Blake. And just looks you up and down. That's not his name. Elbows Corey, he said not to get involved. And she just like raises a finger. Hunters are talking. What do you think you're doing here, Blake? My job. Yeah, sure. Didn't just run into the city with your tail between your legs. That's what we all thought you did anyways. Finally had a what? sense to leave. What? I mean, look at you. You weren't like the rest of us anyways. As soon as you left, things got better. And now you're here. Now oh, I really want to punch this guy in the fucking face. Arjan, please. Arjan, that's the name you're going by now. Kodath, are you ready to do this or what? I would, but I have a job to do. And as much as I would love to kick your ass. <laughs> I need to be on my best physical behavior if I want to get paid. And right now, coin means a little bit more to me than your existence. All right. Always knew you were a coward. 
And at that, they stand up. And... I mean, it's true, isn't it? That's why you have to lock me away. Because <laughs> you couldn't stand to do it yourself. And they look back towards the drow. And the drow's like, doesn't really know what's going on at this point. And at this point, other the other drow have also arrived to kind of create also a small adventuring party uh, behind Kodeth. And Kodeth looks at you and then looks at your group and says, after this is over, you come find me. If I kill you, it's a problem for my employer. If you kill me, it's a problem for your employer. I really don't think it is. Then who's your employer? Who's our employer? And why would it be bad if we killed somebody? Your National employer, incident. from what you recalled, is technically the Ceaseless Quarry. However, it is the Ceaseless Quarry through the Dwarven Kingdom. So you know, and are guessing, that Kodeth has also been hired in a similar fashion through the Drow Kingdom. So you have the understanding that should a hierarchy of the Dwarven Kingdom be responsible for the death of somebody in the Drow Kingdom, that they would have to take measures beyond this base, uh, beyond just, like, throwing some coin at the other as reparations. Especially, uh, especially as, a, as part of a land dispute settlement. I thought the whole point of hiring intermediaries was that they could kill each other. You know that this is what you assume will happen, but if you still want to kill Kodeth... I mean, I do. We can't get exiled again. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. I was trying to walk away. And then... Uh... Kodath yells at you as you're walking away. Just pick a time and a place when I'm not on the clock. He's human, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How tall? Uh, he stands about 5'10". Cool. Is Arjun going to say anything to him? No, Arjun turned away. Walked okay. away. Uh... Gwen's gonna like as she's like backing up, kind of size him up. All right, about six foot. Gotta make sure her coffin's gonna look nice. Have a great night, guys. <laughs> Spin around. Takes that dramatic side step, follows them, comes back into frame, puts a hand on Corey's shoulder, and slowly drags her away. She's just glaring, shaking her head. She gets dragged away. <clears throat> as we're walking I think Gwen's just gonna like catch up to Arjan kind of look up at him and be like I cannot wait for you to kill him <laughs> he doesn't say anything 
she looks back at her other friends and gives a grim like wizardly uh. snake bully he is oh that's why he's gonna die quickly Tori you just hear just like just a little like splash of like water dripping on the floor Arshad's fist is clenched so tight and his claws are out Corey's gonna put a hand out uh, and like over his claws and just kind of show that she's here to support him So maybe like, a little lay on hands for that there. Uh, it not to do damage. Uh, <clears throat> he took a point of narrative damage. It's okay. <laughs> It'll never heal. Well, well like it, it yeah. would be similar to what he does. His uh, chalice, chalice, which I have a two on my blood die, by the way. <laughs> Not alone here, Arjan. And he'll get what's coming to him eventually. Oh, for sure. Right after this. uh, Where? Where are we This way, follow me! (laughs) One starts walking. The... That second entrance that you guys had found prior Mm -hmm. has now been covered by drow figures who are trying to keep other people out of this Mm -hmm. area so you are going to have to do some exploring to try and find a potential third way into this uh fire giant stronghold you have a rough idea of the uh space that it actually is occupying but now it is just a matter of trying to find your way in. Uh, as you know that this front area is now covered. All right. Um, I guess we can try going back through the tunnels, seeing if it opens up again somewhere where it's less guarded or not guarded at all. Do you guys know how to make someone invisible? All of the casters look at their sheet. <laughs> no. I know for certain that I do not. That is not the spell that I took. I can get at least myself and someone else in. But then everyone else will have to find a way. Well, Corey can do that too, right? You brought me through hell twice, dude. <clears throat> I could do it again. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, if we can find something else, I'm okay with that, but I'm not okay with that at the same time. You are going to need to not scream if you're going through pink hell again. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I could do the thing with, with, uh, with, uh, Calum. (laughs) Sorry. I just went through all of the names of all of the characters before I got there. (laughs) It might not be any better, but we'll see. It looked like a fucking... Rom com, sorry. Can Caitlin pick people with him now? Dimension door. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. We would still. If you want me to blow three, four level slots, I can take everyone in. The chicken and the seed all over again. Uh, Like, we would still wind up with one person left over. If I could face step somebody else up there. No. you dimension door yourself and someone else, then we'd I mean, still be we have someone. we have climbing gear. If some if just somebody can get up there, are there four of us? They can help everybody else get there up. There is also a dog. Um. Right. We'll see. Okay, let me bring Cyber up. Lower the climbing gear for the rest of us, and then we try try it sneakily. I'll be good at that. All right, so I need all of you to make survival checks. Thirteen. Eight. Eighteen. Fifteen. So, Corey and Gwen... Uh, are the two of you are the ones that are actually able to find uh, what looks like a tunnel that, uh, or at least a uh, a break in the cave wall uh, that is about thirty five feet up on one of the walls uh, in a more open cavern along this road. Uh, as you had been walking back towards Sirt's Hellier. You knew that it was a several-day journey to actually get down here, but for the most part, uh, it the road itself is more just like an expanse of flat stone. There is dwarven architecture there, but because of how active the, uh, the seismic area is, you know that there are openings and other things like that. So as you go... Uh, you end up spotting what looks like on top of one of these archways inside of the cavern to make it look more hospitable. That there looks like a ledge uh, that has one of these open crags in it that, again, rests about 35 feet up. There. All right. Uh, Kim will take the climbing gear take a knee next to Cybra, start petting her. All right, this might be a little scary, so handkerchief over the eyes. And she, like, is put, like, pulling back with her head as you're trying to do so. Make an animal handling check. Eight. As you go to put the blindfold over, she just sort of ducks under. Okay, Come puts on. her head up and you manage to put on a very tasteful little neckerchief. <sighs> Alright, whatever. <laughs> and he is going to put his arm around her and close his eyes, focus on the point 45 feet up, and he'll slowly sink into the ground in a pool of shadow before reappearing on the other side. Cybra is panting heavily. Her eyes are very her eyes are very wide. She does not know what has fucking happened. Just gonna turn to Cybra. Shh. As he lowers the rope. Her ears shoot to the back of her head and she just like sinks down onto the Aww. ground. The baboo. Good girl. Alright. 
Corey, you first. <clears throat> She's gonna go for it. Wait, no, Corey should be last. We tie the rope around her waist and then haul her up. Corey, you go last. Arshan, you you first. Whatever you say. Natural 20. Have you done your blood dog for today? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. He has it's a two. two. He doesn't even use the rope. <laughs> Arjan, this is, yeah, you, you don't even need to use the rope if you don't want to. You can just sink your draconic claws into the cave wall. I, I just feel like he ang anger climbs up. Like, he, <clears throat> he has a focus that you have, that you see from him often, but there's something deeper going on there. Got a 21. Okay. To climb. To climb next. Yep. Gwen, you are able to easily climb. If anything, like, climbing is just pulling, but pulling yourself up, and you're really good at that. Very small. All right. Corey, tie it on your waist. It's very hard to tie a knot with only one arm. I feel like you didn't think this through. Corey, just hold make, on. A, make a dexterity check with uh, disadvantage. Oh, no. Just, like, wrap the rope around you and hold on. Hmm. Just a flat dex check? Yep. Not bad, but clean. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you don't really, like, tie a knot, but it is very much, like, you coil the rope around your arm several times and just use the tension that it'll put on you to, as an anchor point. I and then just like, and then just like put your feet on the wall and we're going to pull you up. Yep. So just like walk up the wall. Yep. She does that. Okay. So the rest of us are going to pull. The, yep. the old Batman thing. Where she's Should I roll an advantage? Going directly up a wall. No, I'll, you guys don't even need to roll for this okay. because Gwen is so fucking strong because of the because of the runt axe. Yeah, doesn't even matter. You're just able to like one. It's a one woman show. Just easily able to lift this up. And elves have hollow bones anyway, so <laughs> all you gotta do is lift some plate mail. Okay. Uh. So yes, you all manage to get up on this ledge, and then you spot the crag. Uh, that you had seen as your uh, as your entryway before. And uh, looking in, you know that it is going to be a tight squeeze for Arshan, but the majority of you will be able to quite easily make your way through this. Cybra looks like she will fit uh, walking forward, but there might be some spots where she'll have to like get low or hop a little bit. But you guys are able to begin entering into this area. Uh, I would like for you all to make stealth checks as you do. Ten. Oh, nice. Oh shit, I'm wearing plate. Fifteen. That's fine. Nineteen. Uh, four. Okay. Uh, so Corey, <laughs> as you are making your way through this uh, through this opening, your armor is scraping up against it. Like part of you is really just 
a little disheartened about this. You just got this armor and already you're putting scratches and scuffs into it, but so is the nature of bodily protection. And you all begin to make your way in. And there is a point where the rocks, uh, the rock walls on either side begin to uh, get closer and closer against each other until you feel stone and stone pressing up against you. But it's almost a little wet, it feels like. And as you're going through, it's making a... Um, it's making almost like a squelching noise. Like the wall here is a bit slimy for some reason. <clears throat> I don't know if this is metagaming, but are we sure this is a wall? Uh, putting my hand on it and I'm like, Ajan, does this remind you of the mean lock? Does it remind me of the mean lock or any other thing that might have Bloodhunter bullshit? The mean lock, you know, was more of like a soapy texture. Mm -hmm. This definitely feels more like, like when Cybra gets uh, panting really heavily, just so, sort of like a thick slobber. But it doesn't have the same smell as it, as you know, being inside the maw of a large creature would have. Gwen, you recently had an experience where you got eight, and thankfully, this does not smell like that's like that uh inside of gullet is this is this it's not like a like just like a condensation on the wall it's like a full-on like it's like a film slime. yeah like she like puts her hand on it and like does it pull away a she little bit a, like a little little string yeah like some mucus if i look up <laughs> <laughs> With your dark vision, you see the stone meet uh, a, at a point above you. There are no teeth. There are no creatures drooling hungrily above ye. What kind of knowledge check would this be? Like, yeah. Just like... yeah, I'd very much like to know if this residue reminds me of anything. This would be a nature check. Gwen is doing this with her hands and like pulling the strings away and then pushing her hands together and doing that. Uh, Gwen knows. 14. <laughs> oh, same Z's 14. Okay. Same Z's. 14, 14. Did anybody else roll nature checks? Okay, cool. Reaches down, wipes off her hand on Gwen's armor. So the two of you recognize this. It's like if there was a, um, how, how moss will grow on rocks underwater and kind of have that more like greenish film, uh, that then begins to create a layer over. That's like how this is in the tunnel, but there's no water present. It just seems like it has that very... Mm, slippery texture to it but there's no hint that water has ever flown uh has ever come through here mm. don't like that at all on okay and as you continue onward eventually this break in the rock face leads you to 
what looks like a hallway but it's more of a long corridor but it doesn't have the same kind of geometry that a regular corridor or walkway would have being in more of a squarish shape this is a this is almost spherical in its way and looking left and right you can see that it extends at these very odd angles uh, moving in one direction and looking back you can see that they extend for a while and then they come from the ceiling uh, and it looks like it is just this very odd naturally formed hole I, are we still going the way towards the stronghold? Are we? Gwen, make a nature check. Cool. Or yeah, survival. survival. Yes. Okay. All right, it's probably the same. I think it's plus, plus four. Okay, 16. Okay, so 16. Gwen, you have been doing well enough to lead your party where you feel like they've needed to go underground surprisingly you have had like the best mental direction while being here and you know that if you started going down the uh more wobbly looking cave that if you headed that direction that that would eventually lead you close to where the fire right. giant stronghold would be uh, Gwen spends most of her life, like, in a crowd, she feels like she's underground. So, like, it makes sense. <laughs> she's, well, because she can't see over people. It makes sense. Uh, hey, if we go down, like, the squiggly one, we'll be able to, that, that's the direction we, we want to go. Right. Yes? No, I'm just... These tunnels are... There's no... Sorry, I'm just thinking now. Because these tunnels don't look like water erosion. It's like slime. <laughs> Can Cyber I make it a... like licking her paw. Oh, don't do oh, that. Don't do that. Oh, oh, no. Don't put that in your mouth. Can I make a... Is... Would it be meta... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was gonna move I, forward. I mean, we we've already made our check. Yeah, I'm just saying, like maybe some sort of burrowing creature that we need to keep an eye out for. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. So you guys are making your <laughs> way through this tunnel, and as you are continuing on, it just still feels icky going mm -hmm. through here until eventually, after what feels like about a mile of travel through this underground way you eventually see light and it is this very auburn reddish yellow color and as you reach the end of this tunnel looking out you see a river a river of pure magma that seems to be flowing through the base of this large cavern. And as you look around, you see that it is illuminating the entire area and that there are areas as well that look like they have sconces that are lit 
and as you are looking around it still looks as though there is some sort of life to this city this stronghold and but you don't see any people you don't see any figures moving about it seems eerily quiet for how well lit this area is and looking around you can see that against the uh, that looking out to your left in the far back of the corner, the the direction which, Gwen, you know is north, uh, not because of a keen mind feat, but because you've rolled really well in survival during this time, you can see that there is a archway that looks like it has large, intricately uh, carved glyphs along the side of it that are illegible from this distance. And inside of this archway is just a solid sheet of stone that looks like it is carved to just have a straight sheer wall upon it. There are giant-sized steps that all lead up to this archway, and you see that the river is separating it from the rest of these buildings. And... Uh, to the west of where this archway is, you can see that there is there has been some uh, diverting of this magma river to actually go underneath what looks to be a massive foundry. There are this building in its construction is something that reminds you of the dwarven cities in their design they are very angular but they have this look about them that expresses a care and dedication to its craft that you all have not seen in most anything before every once in a while you'll see a musical instrument that shares this quality. You'll see a piece of artwork, a, a pie, a freshly baked loaf of bread that seems to exude this aura of care to it. But all of that seems to pale in comparison to just looking at these buildings. And as you look down, you can see that there are there is this bright silver and gold that has been interwoven into the sides of these buildings to just help them be even more decorative and ostentatious than anything underground has a right to be. You see that there are, to the south, there is a large field that has incredibly large mushrooms that seem to be growing from almost dried soil at this point, but these mushrooms persist. And around, you can see that there are eight houses, uh, or at least house-like uh, house structures, across what appears to be a main road that are sized for creatures that, Gwen, you would recognize as giants. That seems like the appropriate size that one would live in. And then you see that there are much smaller areas. There are, uh, they are <coughs> homes, but from a distance, they look more like homes stacked on top of each other. This is like a living complex 
But again, this complex has been made in such a way that you know that whoever made it cared for the things living inside of it, at least by some extent. And this opening that you have found yourself in, looking out onto the way, is about 40 feet uh, off of the ground and it is towards the uh, it is towards where the mushroom fields actually are one leans over to whoever's the closest to her and just says why are we down here again get rid of anything that's made a home here I think Damn, is that right you were just told to explore, and if there were any nasties, clear them out. Because your main objective was to secure the natural resources that were here. Secure the stronghold. Anything, yeah. anything antagonistic, we eliminate. With the drow count, because, uh, you know, I thought they did. But apparently, if we want to prevent a war, or prevent starting a war, we're not supposed to kill them. Right. Yeah. What if there are fire giants down here? Then we kill them. In their house. That's what we were told to do. Uh, okay. Um, <coughs> well, this is one hell of a step. Uh, are there still fire giants? Dragons there and giants. Oh. I mean, there are there are air giants. I know that for oh. a fact. On the plane. Indoor, are there giants on there the plane? Are, uh, as far as you are aware, historically, for the last 1,500 years or so, there have nay been dragons or giants left on the continent except for one. The one that stayed behind. One Which one's that? A Rask. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> so, how do we want to get into the city? Well, not in the lava. How far is it from where we're standing? It's a 40-foot drop, and you would find yourself towards the mushroom fields. Uh, and the mushroom fields are about... A 10-minute walk to the main road. It looks like, all things considered, it is about a 45-minute travel from one end of the compound to the next. Uh, can we, uh, like, drive a spike here, leave a rope going down? Yeah. Totally. I... I mean, if you want to be a little less conspicuous, I could just cast Fly on everyone. I'm worried about using all of your magic meta don't use all your spell slots in case you have to fight something <laughs> yeah i know it was just like no nah, man they're, they're there for you no nah, man use Here those spell slots for narrative reasons <laughs> i could always give the compound a flyby too why don't we just like i'll lower you guys down and then myself, and then we'll go for a... Walkie walk? Ah, uh, uh, God, Caleb! Uh, uh, what? 
Cybra is so happy that you have said walk. Fuck! Tails wagging. Well, now we have to. Thanks, (laughs) Caleb. I mean, that's what we're going to do anyway. Uh, Will Cybra let me uh, tie a rope around her? Cybra will let you tie a rope around her, yes. Cool. I'm a. Who wants to go down with her? Sure. All right. I'll lower them down. Okay. And again, Gwen, these athletics checks don't mean anything for you. You are a head member of the Stomfoot Goreblast Gymnasium. Of course you can lower these friends. And so uh, it takes some time, roughly about uh, 10 minutes or so, all things considered, to lower people, untie, bring them back up. But eventually you are all able to get to the bottom uh of this uh of this cavern uh to the stronghold floor and you can leave your rope attached if you would like uh otherwise you'll have to make an uh gwen you will have to make an athletics check to descend uh i'll leave it tied okay um cory uh how how's your necklace doing out and see which way the corvid skull points it faces towards you the same direction that it has been facing since you've started leaving certs hellier it seems to always be pointing back to the city okay Hmm. i sort of thought it would be down here that's all right i'll figure out a way to get into the fire but sooner be... or later, we're going to have to deal with that jacuzzi. What's a jacuzzi? It's like a hot spring. I don't, that's too hot to be a hot spring. Father dabbled in plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. What are these mushrooms? Uh, Tell me about these mushrooms. So they... make a How nature check. Nature check? Yep. How big are they? How soft Ooh. are they? Do they glow? They do have a luminescent glow to them. They seem to be the same kind of mushrooms that the dwarves of Sirt's Hellier eat, but these look like they have not been harvested in a long while. Mm. Uh, You have seen trees that are shorter than the height of these mushrooms, and you can see that there are other smaller mushrooms that seem to be growing as well. they are and you can see that their roots uh that actually kind of go into the ground spread out and each of these mushrooms is actually connected they all seem to be part of one mega shroom as it were uh looking at it you can see um that they have uh a light blue cap to them uh that is more of a uh that's more of an umbrella cap rather than a kind of pointed cap and they have what look like uh almost large blue uh or large uh light uh blotches along the top of them uh it seems like they are almost a comforting color rather than what you realize is an otherwise aggressive mushroom uh a lot of you have been adventuring slash have existed in the Feywild long enough to know a bad shroom when you see it and thankfully that is not these Corey puts a hand on it and she's in her spring form so she feels at 
she feels at peace with nature. Um, and she just kind of puts a hand on it and communes a little. Len takes a bite out of one. <laughs> oh, go ahead. It's go the ahead. circle of life. It's it it has the same kind of chewy texture that a mushroom normally has uh and also has a a rather pleasant taste to it uh it seems like even unseasoned these make for good eating god damn i'll have to grab some of this on the way out well i mean i feel like this is one of the resources that we are supposed to secure in my bag my belly i don't know (laughs) if we can hold all that well, I mean, it's, like it's, a, it's a pretty dang big mushroom, right? This is an. Inc- There's a lot. This mushroom field is about two acres in size. This is a rather large mushroom field. Uh, it seems like this was perhaps the main source of food for the stronghold back when it was still in its prime. Uh, make. I would like for all of you to make perception checks. Uh-oh, that's not good. I don't like that. Sounds good. You're in a new area. Gwen just ate some mushroom. 19. <laughs> 16. 12. 10. So Gwen, you are busy nomming on some mushroom. And Corey, as you are like... You're looking at Gwen and you want to reprimand her for eating the mushrooms, but at the same time, I mean, you're feeling really one with nature right now. And there's nothing wrong with eating vegetables. Like, if anything, this is the first vegetable that you have seen Gwen willingly eat in (laughs) quite a while. So, you know, you kind of went out there. It's Uh, the circle of life. You know, that's just the way things are. But they're just like, as you're, as you're looking at Gwen there is something that catches your eye that just seems so juxtaposed in comparison and you look and uh with your perception check you see that there is what looks like a small iron statue of avant-garde design that is resting inside of this field and you can see that there are several others as well and on one side, it looks like a, almost to a mirror sheen, this bald face. And then on the other side, it looks like there are these jagged edges that seem to be jutting out from it. And you notice that the other statues as well uh, that you are noticing within this mushroom field are also of a similar make and design. I approach it. Okay. Divine sense. You get nothing. All right. Arjan and Calum. The two of you end up uh, seeing Gwen taking bites out of this mushroom, and you begin looking around as well. Cybra is sniffing these mushrooms and doesn't know if these are food or not. And Calum. What you end up hearing uh, is the sound of, uh, off in the distance, of stone being worked on. And based off of the location that you are in, you know that it is coming from the south end of this stronghold. And you can see that the road that actually goes through this main stretch of town 
leads to what looks like a large uh, iron door that is sized for small folk, uh, of all things, against a back wall. And you can hear the sound of rock being chipped away from the outside of that door. Make an insight check. Uh, 21. Okay. So with the 21, you are guessing, uh, as you had seen Kodeth and his group approach you, that there were other members uh, of their drow exploration party that had stayed in the back, and you had seen them with pickaxes and shovels and other materials that looked like they were meant for breaking away stone. It seems like they have not been able to get into this stronghold yet, but they are currently working their way through the uh, through the stones that have blocked the entrance. Uh, he's gonna turn to Arjan, put a finger to his ear, and then point two fingers towards the door to signal like there's people on the other side of that. I thought this is okay. Like I hear people over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't hear, like, people people, but you hear the sound of, like, activity from people on the other side of said door. And Arjan, with your, uh, with your perception, as you mm -hmm. uh, take note of the sound and start looking around, you can see that Corey is investigating these statues. And you've also noticed these as well, and you notice that a few of these statues are laying on their sides that they have been broken and as you look at these broken ones you start taking note of markings that are on the sides of some of these mushrooms as well and they look like claw marks of some sort i have a question indoor sure do these statues look scared these statues don't have any features to them okay all right just check just check just check so just, there are claw marks on the statues uh, and on the mushrooms on the broken one uh on the broken ones you can see that they these statues are are heavy enough in a metallic form that it would take somebody like gwen to be able to even push it over let alone break one and it seems like they, as you're kind of looking at it, that the breaking marks look like they are matching up with some of the other markings that are that you're spotting on these tree-sized mushrooms. All right. I mean, Re reason to believe that there is a big thing with claws. Got it. Yep. Uh, have you guys told Gwen that there is sound coming from the other area? Nope. Not yet. Gwen has chopped up with her with her axe. She's like chopped cubes, and she's like put like a like she's wrapped some in cloth and just put it in her bag. And she walks up to the group. All right, where do we go now? Uh, I think we need to go. Uh... We need to find a way into the stronghold before everybody else does. Yeah. Oh, they're like way out there. We're already so, in, right? No, that they, they are. No, they're right here. They're so, right there. You guys are inside of the stronghold. Yeah. There is a door 
that leads to the roadway that stretches between Sirt's Hellier and Tev Elyon. That is the door that is that has been uncovered. That is the door that they are currently trying to get in. However, right. you guys are now currently within the stronghold proper. Right. Oh, they're trying to get in there? Yeah. They are people are trying to get in towards where you already <clears throat> yeah. are. In character. Do we need to be like a Scooby Doo villain here and like scare these people off? Let's just fucking close the let's put a fucking huge rock in front of it. Is there a huge rock? There are many huge rocks <laughs> underground. <laughs> Gwen would like to try and block the door from this side. Okay. So yeah, you guys make your way through these mushroom fields. Uh, and Gwen, along the way, make a survival check. 22. You find a real fucking big rock. Uh, and lift it over your head in a heroic fashion. And then just set it in front of the door and you there is a a rather loud uh thudding noise as this rock is put there and you hear muffled sounds of confusion coming from the other side of the door uh and you recognize the voices as kodeth and his cronies uh seemingly confused and then uh one person says is there anyone in there uh are there any rocks like a, can i cause a cave-in somehow you have the sun forger uh and you are within a cavern so should you decide to cause a cave-in at this doorway you are more than welcome to all right gwen gwen turns around walks like starts walking away uh, when she's like thirty feet away, she pulls out the sun forger and tell, like gives everyone a hand, like stand back, flips it, Thor style, and then she uh, she whispers under her breath, "Suck a dick." <laughs> she throws it, but I she doesn't want to like. I, I if it's big enough, I'd like to like have it off to the side so it's not gonna like cause any damage to the door. Just oh cave yeah, in no, just above blast it. above yeah. it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Solid. Uh, Would you like me to roll damage? Uh, it's fine. To be fair, you can roll damage if you want. It is a no, fireball's cool. worth of damage. I know. I do want to roll it. Cause Go for it. Thanks. Thanks, D and Daddy. Wink. Don't call me that, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it wasn't the most clever thing I've ever said. Uh, <laughs> Best reaction. <laughs> Wink. Don't call me that. 14. Or, I'm sorry, 24 damage. Okay. So, uh, there is, you hear over, uh, like, barely audible with the sounds of tumbling rock, uh, this exasperated sound of the individuals uh, coming from the other side of this wall. And uh, as the... As the rocks finish falling, there is silence, and then you hear a very smoky fuck come through the other side of the door, uh, as it seems like uh, they are aware that this cave-in has happened. 
Uh, Gwen will summon back the Sunforger, put it on her waist, walk backwards, given the double bird, and then run into Arjan. Oh, sorry. Was that okay? That was fine. That was great. Solid. Wow. Do we get the sense that this mushroom field was the natural resource that we were supposed to get, or are there other parts of this stronghold that we should well, probably look into? There's also the Titan Steel we have to look for. Right. Okay. And <clears throat> the other thing that uh, is nagging at you, Caleb, more so than anyone else in your party, this stronghold, as you were described it, this is pre-sundering. But it's maintained. Sorry. No, that's totally fine. But you know that there might be some knowledge or some other thing here that has legitimately been lost to history itself. Uh, do we see any way to get further in? Yeah. There is a central road uh, inside of uh, inside of the stronghold that leads uh, to the north, and then you see that there is a bridge that expands over the uh, river of magma towards the back. And as you make your way down this city, uh, you see that the burning uh that the sconces that are still burning uh as you get near them you realize that they aren't producing any heat uh it seems like these were created with it uh using the same methods as an ever-burning torch and they've just been going and as you continue on you see that on your right hand side there are uh the buildings are still sized in the same way that a giant uh that a giant's home would be sized but the door is sized for smaller folk uh it seems like it is actually meant for uh figures of more your size than anything else and kind of taking a peek in is these had uh at one point very nice windows that seem to have been busted in uh, from some unknown force that there are counters, there are workstations, there are areas inside of the homes along the right that signified that creatures of your size once lived here as well. And to your left, you see that there are a total of eight of these rather large houses and these ones are sized for giant kin and with matching doors as well uh Caleb's gonna enter one of the r-sized houses and look around is there like i don't want to say like evidence that people lived here because like yeah obviously but like personal effects like written works Make an investigation check. And are the rest of you following Calum inside of this house? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep an eye out in the doorway. 
16. Okay. Uh, so with a 16, as you are looking around, uh, you end up finding a journal uh, of one of the inhabitants here. And the language is common, but it is old. It is very old. They're using letters in places that you wouldn't normally assume there to be. Uh, it seems like they are using also outdated language. But uh, make a make a history check as well. Uh, 24. Okay, so with a 24, thankfully, uh, your understanding of language, as well as languages that are quite forgotten at this point, uh, has allowed you to kind of parse this out. And you see that the journal is marked 18 Neldawan. Never did I think I would see the day that a dragon like Kalrax Lynn, the gold, would ever enter into our halls as a guest. He and Lord Dregbor have claimed that they are mortal enemies for years. So what changed? And then the next several journal entries are about very menial things. It seems like this was almost a side note. So long ago, a dragon was invited in here. What color? Uh, gold. That's bad? That's, that's bad. That's weird. Giants and dragons are enemies. Right. I, I'll tell Arjan the name of the gold dragon. I missed it. Call uh, Raxlin. Does, does it have any meaning? Uh, this name does not hold any real meaning to you. Okay. Uh, you, most of the dragons that you would know the names of specifically, uh, would be ones that were, uh, paid, uh, paid honor to in the gardens of Arathsk, and most of those were ones that you're actually fairly certain, uh, Tarlayan had murderized uh, during his stint as the Obsidian Tyrant in the Warring uh, in the Warring Kingdoms. But uh, the other thing that is becoming more apparent as well are these statues uh, that you continue to see throughout, and they all have the same shaping and styling. Uh, some are uh, some are taller than others; others look more like. They are uh, lying upon the ground with this kind of uh, glass shape, uh, or not glass shape, sorry, uh, but with this very smooth texture on one side and then extending jagged out towards the back. Uh, Corey and Gwen and Arjan make, uh, make insight or perception checks. Twenty-three. Nineteen. And that was twenty-three insight. Okay. Perception. Gwen, you're you're too busy looking for things that are moving to be concerned with things that aren't moving. God damn. Why is this place so dead? Uh 
I, you know it's been abandoned for over a thousand years, but still, come on, you're bored now. Um, and Arjan, you and Corey, because uh, Corey, did you get a perception check? Yes. So you see, so Corey, you see that there are more of these figures and or uh, more of these statues, and you see them in the homes that you're currently looking in you see them out on the streets you see them uh just sort of everywhere and like, they just seem present are like, they are they all like the same kind or are they, they are all, all the same kind they are all the same make uh and they are all of the same style and arjan with your insight you realize that they're all pointing the same direction Ooh. where the smooth side is all pointing in one direction. Oh. My. Is it all in a cardinal direction, or, uh, or are they, like, pointing to an epicenter? They seem like they are pointing to an epicenter. Where's that epicenter? With your insight and from what you've seen of the stronghold so far, that epicenter looks like that large, uh, like the massive frame that was built into the side wall of this stronghold uh, that you had seen earlier that had the sheer uh, rock face within it. And looking at that rock face and looking at the statues... They seem to be made of the same material. Caleb, make another investigation check. <laughs> 13 plus 2. 15. So Caleb, going into another home and looking for, for more information that you can gather you find another entry. This one doesn't have a date to it. It seemed like whoever was writing this journal was just more putting down jaunts and thoughts, but this is one of the... This is uh, towards the second half of their overall entries. And you read, Lord Dregbor has informed us that we are to follow the orders of the Golden Beast. I overheard my house lord telling his love that they have to work together with this creature to fix something called the bad greeting. I'm not sure what this means, but it must be important if these two are working together. He's going to poke his head out the door and like look towards where everyone else is. The gold dragon was here to fix something called the bad greeting. Bad greeting. Can I make a history check growing sure. up with the Goliaths? Uh, that's a minus one, so four. You didn't pay attention in school? <laughs> Fair enough. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, what sounds made up? <laughs> I could ask Chua really quick if she knows anything. Wait, how can you? Oh, right, your thing. Sorry. I mean, I could do it later. True. All right. <clears throat> so, like, what? Like, do we have any idea? Like, bad greeting with whom? Maybe. Uh, I want to keep looking around. Maybe anyone... there's 
Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just asking if anyone's seen anything hinky around here. Hinky? Like, weird. Oh, I mean, all these statues. I mean, Everything's weird. The what? Oh, these pillars? Oh, they're people. Well, I, I don't know if they're people, but that there's a pattern the smooth sides all seem to be coming out from, and he's gonna go toward the, like, where the rock face is. Uh, these weren't, like, are they in a place where they're, like, this is where a statue would be, or are they in the middle of the road? They are in the middle of the road, the middle of the room, the middle of a right. room, standing, uh, placed behind counters, that sort of thing. That's a weird okay. place for a statue, right? Okay, yeah, they're probably people. What, what can make people into this? Corey, what was that? What are they all pointing at, I wonder? I mean, they're all. I feel like whatever this bad grading is, it's whatever calls that, and that. Hmm. I was about to say maybe we can try one of the giant homes, see if they have yeah. some sort of record of whatever it is there. Well, yeah. what could make stone smooth? Heat, right? There was a dragon here. Maybe a dragon blew fire this way. And that's why that side's all... <clears throat> all of them at once? I mean, maybe it's a really big dragon. I don't know. It's They're all fire giants, right? Uh, right, but fire giants and heat. Right, but these aren't giants. These are normal people. Oh. I mean, like humans and stuff. Not normal. You know, you we, know what I mean. Have we seen any giant-sized statues? You have not. What if they all the... what? Okay, roll with me here. What if all of the the fire giants and the dragon got really pissed off at like the humanoids? So they decided to like destroy all of them, like lure them into the city for something, and then they like froze all of them in stone, and then we'll have to wait three thousand years for one really smart guy who was calculating pi to come out and say everything. That seems like then a just really bad plot this... for a play. And then just abandon this city? Well, for one, all of the humanoids were basically their servants from what I'm reading. There's oh. valuable resources here. Why would you destroy all of your servants and then abandon your home? Maybe it was a prophecy. I, all good prophecies rhyme. It might have been an accident. A misfire of whatever this is. We need to see what's at the center of all of this. <clears throat> So we're going to look around some more, probably go into one of the more giant-looking okay. places. And when you get near one of the large giant houses, on their uh, their door has a smaller door that is built into the base that looks like it is meant for allowing small folk in. Uh, and so you end up making your way into this uh into this giant's home and you can see that there it looks empty it looks like people like giants had lived here but any valuables that there were are gone anything that seems like it could have been uh Anything that looks like it could have been easily taken 
has been removed. There are large bowls. There are musical instruments, the likes of which you have never seen, that are sized for creatures much, much taller than you that seem to just be resting around. But it seems like there is, uh, or looking around, you see that there is a, uh, what looked like a almost coat closet, but all of the clothing has been removed. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any food stores in this area. Um, and as you continue to look around, uh, Calum, you find yet another journal uh, that is near one of these statues. I'll out up in here. Bring up my Pip-Boy, plug in the thing. Okay. Start um, And what you get is that it says 29th certain. And, Calum, you know that certain uh, is now Ferma. It seems like at uh, as along the years, uh, the names of months have changed, uh, and certain was the previous name that Ferma had. And it says they are building something. We've gathered materials for weeks now, and for what? A door frame? There isn't anything past the wall besides more rock, maybe some ore. Their stone wizards told them that. So what point does this all have? And then uh, several pages later, you see a longer entry. And it says, I can't believe I'm writing this, but... I wish I was the servant of Calrex Lynn and not a mees and not a measly house lord. Calrex Lynn appears to be kind-hearted and spends what free time he has with the ones working on what Lord Dregbor is calling his masterwork. I always thought that the dragons were some kind of destructive force of nature, but when you speak with Calrex Lynn, you can tell. You just know that there is a kindness in his eyes. Can you believe that? The idea of serving a kind master sounds so wonderful, and I just wish there was some day I could leave this wretched place. The archway against the wall is a doorway, apparently. Wait, is that archway still there? Yeah. Is oh, wait, the a what? epicenter? Yes, it is. I'm guessing that whatever happened here has something to do with that archway. And they might have opened it, and something bad came out, and might have killed everyone here. Gwen's going to try and shove over one of these things. No. There is a loud clattering noise as metal hits against stonework. And it's like when you are trying to make food late at night and you don't want anyone to know you're making food and you drop a pan and it Ooh. just starts to spin and how that noise seems to manifest throughout all of existence in that moment. And well, good news, they're not ash. And as that ringing persists, you hear something. Oh, fuck you hear a noise that sounds like a very deep growl. Just... 
<laughs> oh shit, everyone take position. <laughs> Coming from out in the street. And that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who has stuck with us so far. If you didn't know, we're having a giveaway right now where you can win some awesome prizes, such as Descent into Avernus and the dice bundle that came along with it, or the Tyranny of Dragons Collector's Edition. It's some pretty sweet stuff. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So... Don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash indooradventure.redbubble.com and pick yourself up something nice. But we'll see you guys soon. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! And then we've returned. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am fucking on edge y'all are being way too normal right now and i'm scared that's fine i guess we already got you i guess yeah we got you already yeah no bit today oh that's fair at the beginning that's fair do you want us to do a bit no it's fine anyways so you guys have heard a uh a deep growling sound uh, that seems to be coming from the streets that is making a that is growing in its intensity as it seems to be coming near you or at least following in your direction uh, how far away is the the doors where the cave-in was uh from where you are it would be i want to say about 200 feet away that's only 30 feet okay cool yeah no the cave-in happened quite a ways away you guys have had to kind of make your way into uh into the lower half of the stronghold in order Shield, to investigate this spear is there a way that is there a way that instead of being in the giant room where we knocked over the statue if we can quickly make our way to another room yeah, you guys can totally make your way to another room. Uh, if You skedaddle quickly, and as you get into that other room, you hear a banging against the doorframe, uh, followed by this very wretched snarling sound. Just... <laughs> as it's uh, followed with just... Uh, in uneven intervals, banging against this door. It doesn't seem to know how to let itself in. Is there a way I can get to the roof? You would have just... to exit out of a window and then climb up the side of the building onto the roof, but there is a way. Is there a window high enough? Uh, the average window height in these buildings is at about 15 feet up. So you would have to climb a little bit, but you would be able to reach one of the windows. I just put a hand on Gwen and I raised Tikan up and I established the mental link with her. Scout it out, please. And huck her up. And as you huck her up, she tries to fly and then just clatters to the ground. Uh, but you... Sorry. And then 
stands, dusts themselves off, and then just looks at you so confused. I, you know, I got it. Gwen takes it and just no. Okay, so Gwen, make a ranged attack roll. Okay. Okay. To yeet, uh, to yeet Calum's familiar through a window. The natural twenty. So you throw the familiar and you watch this familiar make the most beautiful, perfect spiral you have ever seen just sailing <laughs> through the air. Calum, you get a little bit nauseous because you have shared your vision with the familiar and now the world is just going in corkscrew fashion. Uh, there is a shattering sound as this small form exits the window. <gasps> And, Calum, there, you know that Teak Ann is injured, and they mentally say to you, I do not like that one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then they stand up, and as they are brushing off with little, uh, brushing off their, uh, their legs with these little wooden hands, um, you see, uh, see the uh, your vision just kind of shake up and down uh, as the earth trembles beneath your feet. And coming around the corner of this building, you see a right hand, a right hand, and then a uh, of green skin. And then a figure looks around the corner and you see a long gnarled nose this kind of distended jaw that is covered in blisters uh black matted hair and around along their neck you can see what looks like another face is growing out of the corner and they pull themselves forward and you can see that it is a troll you recognize a troll body when you see it but this has malformed heads attached to it more arms than is necessary there's even uh one of its second uh its second right arm is actually growing out of near where its stomach is and you can see that it is covered in scars and it looks old this I'm creature to... looks incredibly old i'm gonna pocket tea can And, and then a lot of you can hear a sniffing coming from outside. Why are we hiding? Because we don't know what, well, I know what we're up against, but hold on. He holds back a wretch. <laughs> what a wretch. And you feel the ground shake beneath you as this figure walks outside. And the four of you that are inside the building looking up at this window begin to see a figure taking shape in the window. This creature was not just incredibly tall because of Tikan's size. This is a huge troll. 
troll in the dungeon. Thought you ought to know. Ooh, ooh, can we kill it? You have about five seconds before it spots you. What would you like to do? Spear, uh, shield. Let's, let's I would like to tiny rage. Like light it up my crossbow. Oh, oh, you want to hold my hand? Okay. Uh, so. Divine sense. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, it is neither fey fiend or undead. Cool. Just checking. Okay. All right. So let us roll some initiatives. Uh. Ooh. 14. 18. 11. Corey. 19. Okay. Can I just say that I've been roll? I got. I took the alert feat. I've been rolling at advantage since level four, and I usually laugh. You're the best. So, uh, this creature, it, as you all are getting your weapons ready and getting your stances ready, you see this giant-sized figure loom into the door frame uh into the window frame and extend a hand under the uh under the corner of this window and then peer in to look down at all four of you uh and it just makes noise uh normally trolls are capable of speaking in giant but it seems like this one has forgotten how to talk it's been secluded for so long uh so Corey, you are going to be going first what would you like to do is this creature looks in and snarls angrily down towards you god actually angrily uh, is the wrong is the wrong adjective it's hungrily hmm. don't like that don't like that um is it, it it's looking in through the window yes that gwen threw tikan out of <laughs> okay um, I'm gonna drop a moonbeam on him. Okay. I raise my sword, um, and I invoke Elastray, and a pillar of radiant light, um, will appear on top of him, and we can resolve that at the beginning of his turn. Okay. Well, thankfully, we can resolve that right now because it is the beginning of the troll's turn. Oh boy, he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, so constitution saving throw, he gets an 18. Alright, that makes it. Uh, I think he takes half this damage. Yeah, half as much on a successful one. So it is going to be 2d10 radiant damage. Uh, that'll be six. Six radiant damage. Is he a shape changer? He is not. Okay. Then that's it. Okay. So, uh, the damage burns this creature. 
and then you watch as those wounds heal over. It seems like its regenerative abilities uh, were able to brush aside what damage that it has taken from said moonbeam. And with a swing of one of its mighty hands, there is a breaking. Uh, as the wall that is nearish this win- window actually cracks inward enough for this creature to then kind of claw its way in over uh, over the rubble as difficult terrain. And as you have been the first to make some kind of... Uh, or actually, let me see. So it looks at the group of you, and then it looks towards Arjan, who has your crossbow lit with fire, and it is going to then come towards, uh, come towards you, getting within the entirety of your group. So you are all directly on it. Uh, I need each of you to make a dexterity save. As its limbs just start flailing around wildly. Plus three. Everybody's near me. Fourteen. Gotta hit him with the deck save. Mm. A filthy, filthy twenty. Three. Ten. Okay. So, Gwen. How did you get a three? You You get a plus three from me. Yeah, I have a negative one to my deck save. Oh. Ooh. All right, so Gwen, you are going to be That's taking how. half damage. Because, well, I mean, it makes sense. You succeeded. Everyone else did not. So, everyone who failed is going to be taking... Thirty-three points of slashing damage, Gwen. You are going to be taking half of that. And that is it for its turn. Half of half of that, right? It's bludgeoning damage. Slashing damage. Slashing. Okay. I make my concentration save. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gwen. You would have had time to rage before combat started. Gotcha. All right, so that is it for its turn. Uh, next up, Caleb. Gonna use my action to disengage and run as far away from this thing as possible. And Caleb, as you are running and you look back, this creature's back is towards you, but one of these vestigial heads kind of leans down and you can see a half-formed troll head looking directly at you as you run. Oh no, don't like that. Um, I just want to double check something real quick if I have any bonus actions. Cast time. Nope. Nope. Um. Oh shit. Find familiar to bring back T can is an action or a bonus action? Sorry, 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 sorry. If sorry. You... I think find familiar takes 10 minutes. No, as no I have 10 minutes to make a new one. Yeah. It's an action again. Okay. So I will stand and then take a readied stance in case it comes my way. Okay. 
Sounds good. So then next up, Arjan. Uh, I would like to... It's within five feet of me, right? That is correct. I'd like to make it so it's not within five feet of me. Okay. Without disengaging. Gonna gonna metanite your way out of there? Mm-hmm. Nice. Does, is it taking a reaction? Uh... It, I don't think that it... Yeah, it doesn't have an ability that allows it... Because uh, if you just directly pop somewhere, that doesn't provoke. Well, I'm I'm assuming that I'm... Because if you direct... Like, if you're standing next to them and then you use Misty, misty step, step, it doesn't provoke. I'm not I'm not Misty Step. Oh, you're just walking. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is definitely going to provoke an attack of opportunity from this creature. And it is going to try and do a heckin' bite on you. Uh, so does a 17 hit? Does. Okay. So that is going to then be for 13 points of piercing damage and five points of poison damage. It's fine. It's not fine, but... Uh, I'm going to negate some of that. Uh, Eight of that. As Grayskull goes up to save my boy. Oh, Mr. Princey. Oh. Gone forever. Twelve? Okay. Uh, a twelve. Uh, twelve does not hit. What's this? What is this? What is this? Another 12. And uh, 22. 22 totally hits. 10 points of force damage. Okay. That's my turn. Got it. So that was it for your turn. Gwen. Well, I'm already raging, so uh, I would like to reckless... Uh, Gwen's going to uh, try to draw the attention of this. Uh, well, all of the heads. There's two heads. There's a handful. And Solid. it seems like only the functioning... So all of the vestigial heads that you see yeah. on this creature look eerily the same. Gross. But the center one looks different. Right. Uh, she's going to say, Hey, Blinky! Why don't you try and hit me? She's gonna attack it recklessly. Okay. Uh, weaving in in its legs. She's her first two hits are going to be uh, plus which one? I'm using the axe. I'm using the axe. So that's a twenty three to hit on the first one, and a twenty two to hit on the second one. They both hit. Uh, is 12 damage. Okay. Um, and then Gwen is going to try to, uh, Colossus this bee. She's just going to use her movement to, like, scrabble on him. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, make an athletics check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 20, 25. 
Okay, you scramble on top of this guy, uh, and you are currently doing the Shadow of the Colossus move upon you. Cute. Uh, I only get two attacks, right? That is correct. Three attacks. Okay. I forget. That's okay. All right. And, oh, it says right here, attacks per action, too. All right. So, next up, Corey. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus to move the um, moonbeam. I believe it's bonus. Correct me if I'm wrong, Connor. Uh, to move the moonbeam? Yes, master. I believe. Moonbeam is bonus? No, to move the moonbeam is yeah. a bonus. Yeah. yeah. I will move the moonbeam back on top of the troll, and then I'm going to lay on hands myself for 30 hit points. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, thank you, Billy. Uh, that'll be it. Okay. Next up is this creature's turn. Uh, and it is... He needs is... to make a constitution saving throw. Yes. Uh, 21, I'm assuming, makes it. That'll make it, but take half of this. Um, 13. Okay. So it takes the 13... And goes to a number. And then its regeneration kicks in. As the blast wound that Arjan had left in it begins to close over. And it looks like it's actually closing at an almost accelerated rate compared to other trolls that you have fought before. What kind of attack did Arjan use on it? A force, force. attack. What's that? Zoom decided that we couldn't hear you for that last bit. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. I okay. just made faces. Scotty. Okay, so <laughs> Gwen, uh, it's left with its left arm. You hear a cracking sound as it as it seems to snap its arm back to the point where it has hyperextended its own arm to try and punch you off of it. So it is going to make an attack towards you. At advantage? Yes. So that is a 25 to hit? Yes. Okay. So that is going to be for... Do, do, do. For a total of 10 points. Or no, 16 points of slashing. Sorry. And then, Corey, you are going to get bit. Or it is going to uh, try. It's rolling at disadvantage if it's not attacking me. Okay. So it got a 14 to hit. No. Uh, and then it is going to use its remaining claws uh, to strike out against you, Gwen. Solid. And again, you just hear this horrific cracking noise as it breaks its own arms to then start getting oh. at you onto its back. God. <sighs> Uh, 25 to hit. Yeah. Okay. But why? <laughs> For 20 points of slashing damage. Okay. 26 to hit. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, it gets four attacks around. Uh, For 17 points of slashing damage. Okay. God, he's a big boy. And then a 24 hit. Yep. Wait, how many attacks does this guy get? Five. Five? Wow! Oh, shit. It's like fighting a bunch of things except for they're all one. They're all one guy. And Do the he... compel duel. 
you take I don't four, have it. <laughs> you take 14 points of slashing damage from that attack. I don't ow, ow, ow. And that is it for oh. its turn. So, next up, Caleb. And you've seen uh, this creature willingly break its own arms to get at Gwen upon its back. Who's Arjun's after me initiative? Yes. Okay. Um. We'll see. Uh, he will reel back his arm in the guiding vault fashion. And launch an attack at the big boy. Okay. Casting a third. Uh, uh, 14 and... Dirty 20? That'll hit. Roll for damage. Cool. Uh, I should know these numbers by now. 19 points of lightning damage. Okay. Next attack is at advantage. And I'm going to move closer to Arjan, but keep a little bit of distance between us. And that's it. Okay. Arjan, it is now your turn. Well, in action, I would like to invoke Blood Curse of the Marked. Okay. Next stack had advantage. Mm-hmm. That's 19 hit. 19 does hit. Okay, that was not natural 20. Close. No, it's not. Uh, for 8 points of piercing damage. 16 points of piercing damage. Oh, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't no, I didn't I... do the thing. I didn't do the thing. I didn't do the thing. Oh. The... Okay, I can reroll that one. And 8 points of fire damage. Okay. Second attack. Uh, not at advantage. 15 point, uh, 20. Yeah, 30, 20. For nine points of piercing damage, four points of fire damage. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Nine points of fire damage, not four. Hoo-hoo. Okay. Next up is Gwen. And Gwen, this thing's limp arms are slashing out at you. It seems like it still has control over its hands, even with its arms are broke, uh, even with its arms being snapped. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> she's gonna, uh, she's going to attempt to uh, attack it again. Um, uh, probably aiming for the arms recklessly, like just one of them, man. I'll okay. focus on one of them. Um, uh, it's plus seven, so 20, 23 on the first one. That'll hit. Uh, 20, dirty 20 on the second one. Also hits. Um, cool. And that's nine plus six is 15 plus four is 19. Did I say 15? Yes. You said 15 yes. plus four. 19. Okay. Uh, and then she's gonna attempt to uh, 
I don't know, man. Climb up to its shoulder or something. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Corey. It is your go again, and you are watching this creature fight Gwen upon its back uh, as best it can, for she has made herself the most viable of targets. Okay. Um, Corey is... The moonbeam is still on it, right? Yes. All right. She's just going to leave that there, and she's going to... Wait, is the moonbeam hitting me, too? The moonbeam would actually be hitting you inside of this yeah. area. So, Gwen, make a constitution save. Sorry. Uh, is a creature... Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear that the first time. Uh, it's not poison, so you get a plus three for being near me. Uh, twenty-two. You're good, but you're still gonna have to take the damage. Take um, half. Take half of thirteen. Mass. Six. Six. Ow! Oh, sorry. Um, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot! <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold, it is hot. It's that moonlight. Baby, moon uh, I'm going to I'm gonna attack. Can't fight uh, the moon. Just try and hack at this thing's malformed legs. Okay. Um, how's about a 17? 17 hits. Okay. Um, so that's my first attack. I'm going to drop a second level smite on this. Uh, I have to remember how this works. How do smites work? Oh my gosh. It's two for first and three for the other one. Okay. Um, so that's going to be uh, seven slashing damage and then 12 radiant damage. Here comes attack number two. Um, it's another 17. Also hits. So another second level smite. Okay. Wait, sorry. How um, much was the first one? <laughs> Damage wise? Said so 22? No. 24. Okay. Thank you, LB. I I literally can't keep numbers in That's my okay. head. As soon as I say them, they're gone. Um <laughs> Seven slashing damage on the second one, and then oh fuck, um, nine radiant damage. Okay. So then it is this creature's turn, and it got a seventeen on its con save. Okay, um, that still saves. He will take half of this. Um. Seven radiant damage. Okay. Sounds good. And seeing as how, Gwen, you are still on its back and it is just frying in this moonbeam, it is going to try and just wildly swing towards you. But one of these vestigial heads that looked like it had been inanimate just quickly turns and looks at you and locks eyes with you. And as it does, you just hear this... And it is going to ah! actually, like, reach out uh, with its jaw and is going to try and bite towards you. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so something weird is going on with my mouse and it keeps scrolling when I do things. Or not scrolling, but, like, going back and forth with pages. But that's okay. Because, Gwen, <laughs> you are going to be taking... 10 points of piercing damage. Okay. 
And seven points of poison. Okay. Oh, seven points of poison? Yes. <laughs> just so used to having everything. Yep, so the poison hits, and then it is going to claw. Do I get a con save? Huh? Or is no, it just it's it, just poison oh, it's just, damage? Okay, it's not ongoing. Okay. No. And then it is going to make slashes with its claws towards you. For does an eighteen hit? Yes, it does. Okay. And that is for twenty points of slashing. Ow. Gwen's not. I mean, she's not looking great. A twenty to hit. Definitely hits. For twelve points of slashing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. 28 to hit. Mm-hmm. For... 18 Another... points of slashing. Oh, Gwen looks, like, really bloody. Like, 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 holding on. She's swooning. It has one last of its claws as its fourth attack. Yeah! 26 to hit. What's going down? For a total of 15 points. Gwen went down. <sighs> Gwen. Huh? Oh, do I get an attack? Make another attack. Just a normal at, attack? Add plus two. I think it's plus two. Eighteen. Eighteen hits. Okay. Uh, uh, plus nine damage on that one. Okay. And then it is going, as you fall off of it, it is then going to move out of the moonbeam and then place itself between Corey and the rest of the party. Okay, let me just remind Corey that if I am in the moonbeam at the beginning of my turn, yep. I'll take gotcha. a death. Don't worry about it. I've got you. Arjun right. coughs out blood. Arjun, it is your turn. <laughs> or, yeah, Caleb, sorry. Cool. Caleb's uh, going to run forward. Bonus action. Blessing of the Raven Queen on top of Gwen. Okay, you just entered the moonbeam. It's All right, fine. so make a constitution save, Caleb. 16? It is, yeah, it's constitution. You got, wait, you got a 2? 16. 16, God. 19 don't, plus 3. Don't panic me. God. It's fine. Take half of 18. Uh, can I get half of that too because I'm in my regalia? Raven, it's all damage. Is it all damage or is it just like uh, uh, damage from non magical sources? What is the wording? <laughs> Once per long rest is bonus action, teleport 30 feet. You gain also gain resistance to all damage types. Okay, cool. Thanks. So, yeah, you'll take uh, then half of nine. Uh, L L Five. Did you add plus two to the damage as well? Uh, add plus two I will to the damage indoor. <clears throat> uh, yeah. 
Uh, Caleb looks down, and for a moment he sees, like, broken red strings all over Gwen. And he's just going to slam a fist into her. Jeez. And overcast a cure wounds. She heals 51 points of healing. The discomfort under your armor persists, Caleb. Great. Clear. <laughs> okay. And uh, this thing is away from us now, right? It is right next to Corey. It is within 10 feet of you. I'm back in the... What did happen? I wouldn't know. I'm going to back up so I'm further away from it's this It's going to take a swipe at you. Cool. <sighs> and yeah. So that is a 28 to hit. No. It's too high. Yeah. You goddamn high. For a total of 15 points of slashing damage. Minus seven. Since I'm up now. Still resist it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still up. Yeah, All Grayskull right. just puts an arm up as Gwen does to block the part of it. Okay. <sighs> cool beans. Next up. Arjan. There's one thing I can know there isn't. Fuck. Okay. 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 Mystic Frenzy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, these are all over 20. Yeah, they all hit then. Uh, 12 points of piercing, 6 points of fire, 16 points of force. Okay. Does that look like? This thing is looking messed. He hurting bad. Uh, is what, what Arjan's attack? So, uh... Whenever Arjun uses a Mystic Frenzy, he's uh, simultaneously firing two Eldritch Blasts around a crossbow bolt that is flaming. Damn, that's so cool. Okay. That's it. Uh, he's, al he's always like taking a step back because he really doesn't want to be in melee range of this thing anymore. Sounds good. All right. Gwen, make a constitution save. Is this against poison? No, this oh, is against no, Corey's moonbeam. Fucking... For the love of God. <laughs> 12. You fail. You take Thanks. full damage. Thanks. Uh, oh, now I start rolling well. 15. How many? 15 radiant okay. damage. Gwen just goes, God fucking damn it, Corey! <laughs> uh, uh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. That's why you uh, took the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gwen would like to rage because she dropped her rage when she went unconscious, yes? God. Yes. 
All right, so bonus action rage. And then she's going to get up and uh, she's going to twirl her. She's going to kind of, she's going to leave the runt axe where it is. And she's going to pull out the sun forger and a hand axe. Uh, and she is going to go up to this creature and start hacking. Don't climb it. I'm not going to climb it. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do it recklessly because fuck it. Okay. So. Uh, God, eight plus sixteen is twenty-four. Twenty-six, Whatever, it's over twenty. Eight plus four is twenty-two. Twenty-two. Or eighteen plus four is twenty-two. Eight? No, eighteen plus no sixteen plus eight. Oh. <laughs> twenty-four. Twenty-four. Twenty-four, and then a uh, dirty twenty on the second one. Okay, that and then hit. the hand axe is right. Yep. Okay. The hand axe does not hit. Um, Sunforger is a D eight. Uh. Uh, twelve plus four is sixteen damage. Okay. And I would like to action surge, please. Yes, you can. All right. So I get a full attack action. So three more attacks. Two more attacks. Because you use right. your bonus action as an offhand, which is an uh, That's a 16. No, wait. 15 on the first one. 15 still hits. Oh, cool. And then a 26 on the second. Also hits. God, I'm so dumb. Reroll. I keep forgetting I get to reroll. Excuse me, damage. Um, so that's 20 damage total. Okay. And as you are hacking into this thing that brought you down, you watch as it goes to a knee and then begins falling forward onto you, uh, oh. seemingly having lost consciousness. Uh, Gwen and Corey make uh, dexterity throws to get out of the way of this falling giant-sized thing. Plus three, Gwen. 21. Ooh. Uh, 19. You both manage to dodge out of the way as this thing falls down onto the ground. Cool. I'm going to pick up my run tax and attempt to decapitate it. Okay. Which ones? Yep, so you're walking up, oh. getting ready to cut several heads off of this creature. Uh, Corey, are you doing anything? I'm going to drop my moonbeam. <laughs> okay, anything else? Um, Is it still alive? It appears dead. I mm, don't like the way you say that. Um, yeah, no, I, I let Gwen decapitate it. This thing's a, a baddie. <laughs> Okay, so Bless. as you are, Gwen, as you are getting near it to begin the act of decapitation, oh, shit. Uh, Gwen, as you are getting near it to begin the act of decapitation, you have all fought trolls before. You know that they are a little bit sturdier than what you give them credit for. And as you are coming over, you actually see it put hands on the ground and then stand back up 
and it is begin oh. un- going to begin another slew of attacks towards you, Gwen. Fuck. Does it count as advantage? I don't know how does how does that work if it goes unconscious. All attacks I'm... until the end of your next turn. Okay, okay. As okay. a barbarian, so twenty-two okay. to hit. Yep. And that is for eighteen points of slashing damage. Then makes a second attack for a twenty-two. And that is eighteen points of slashing damage. Third claw, it gets a natural twenty. So it is going to be for twenty-seven points of slashing damage. And then it is going to make its fourth claw attack towards you. For an 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that is for 21. Fuck. (laughs) Glenn goes down again. It's like the Cyclops all over again. I know. And then, uh, Calum, you are still within 10 feet of it. Uh, after you had moved out of the way. Or no, you had gone past the 10 feet. So, right, because uh, it got a swipe off on me. It is going to turn towards you, Corey, and it is going to do a heckin' bite towards you. Uh, that is a 29 to hit. Yeah, I Does it still get disadvantage? No, because you went down. No, because I am down? Okay. Yes. I mean, it can attack you if you want it to. No, it's... Let's chill. Okay. <laughs> so, Corey, you are going to be taking eight points of piercing damage and nine points of poison damage. Okay. All right. So, this creature is back up. It is still kicking. Calum, it is your go. You have watched this creature that you thought was dead just arise yet again and start wailing. He looks down to Gwen, and I guess his eyes pull black, like when he does his uh, termination ability for Cleric, and he's just going to say, Arise, Gwen, and you heal 23 points. How is your, resur- your like, res creepier than Arjan's? <laughs> My mom's the goddess of dying. <laughs> uh, and as that's a bonus action. And he looks up at the creature and with an action, basically he's going to swap the red threads where Gwen's are broken and it's are like sort of frayed. And the next attack it has, it takes is going to be at vulnerability. Or it will be vulnerable to. It'll be vulnerable to the next attack. Okay. It'll be vulnerable to the next attack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next up, Arjan. Uh, 
Whenever you say vulnerable to the next attack, does that take into account attacks that do multiple types of damage? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. All right. Ah, oh, but it's only one attack. It's only one attack. Okay. Better make it count. Mystic Frenzy. Okay, so Mystic Frenzy is if you cast Natural a 20. spell. Is it cast a spell first, or is it... It's the arrow shot okay. first. Got it. Then it's followed up by two Eldritch Blasts. Nice. So you crit while it was vulnerable. Let's see where this gets you. <laughs> oh, well, my second dies are ones. I can reroll one of them, though. That's six. Okay. Five plus three. So eight points of piercing damage. Which goes to 16. 11 points of fire damage. Which goes to 22. All right, so Arjan, you have faced trolls before. You know that fire is how you kill a troll. How does it look like when Arjan definitively ends this troll's career? Okay, so since I didn't use my cantrip, uh, Arjan, uh, he pops off one uh, crossbow bolt, uh, which lands to it and seems to take it down. And then he sort of, um, he takes his hand off and like twists it a little bit. And uh, you see uh, Sacred Flame start shooting up and just start devouring uh, this mutant troll. Uh, Just like, uh, like tongues of fire just like curling in on themselves until like, there's nothing left. Like it, it, it just continues eating this troll until there's just nothing left. Okay. In all five wonderful prismatic colors. Nice. All right. So you guys are no longer in initiative. You have slain this weird oh. creature. Weird ancient creature. What the fuck was that? Was that a troll? Something like that. Did we kill it? Yeah. Good job, guys. We worked. We worked really well as a team there. Corey starts making the rounds. Um, Calum gets fifteen points of uh, lay on hands. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, gonna take a, a nap over here. Gwen's gonna get a cure wounds. Um, at first level. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you've got to stay out of the spotlight. Uh, I I get hit, so you guys don't get hit. But that thing points. hit me a lot. <laughs> I'm not very uh, Guess Caitlin had. Oh, you get six hit points. Six. Escort is making the rounds. Caitlin is like rubbing his eyes. And like he looks up, squints, blinks. You all right, buddy? Did I hit you? Pretty hard. Aw, buddy. It, did the sounds of that attract anything else? We you cannot hear you. You don't hear anything else. I was pouring a water bottle and didn't want to give you water pour AM- ASMR. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know we live for that shit. I know. 
Give um, it to me. Uh, while everybody else is resting, Arjun's gonna be like, I, I'm gonna take a look around. I don't go no buddy system, Arjun, buddy system. I'll, I'll go with him. No, Corey, go with him, please. Are you okay? I, I just. Can you just hold me for a second? I know this is weird, but like getting knocked out twice in like third, well, like six seconds. My head feels weird, and my 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 fingers are tingly. Glenn, as you look around, you realize there is more of your own blood around you than you are you are used to seeing, by any means. Oops. Okay, I'm gonna find a spot on the wall, <laughs> sit like cross-legged and pat his lap for Gwen. <laughs> Gwen dog style like curls up in his lap for a second. Aww. This is their safe spot. Corey goes with Arjan. Okay. And where are the two of you going? Uh, we haven't checked out the foundry yet, have we? You have not. So, as you are getting to as you are as you are continuing forward uh as you are getting near ish the bridge uh to your right you notice that there is a it's almost like a garden if all of the if instead of having plants or any kind of ostentatious uh botanical wonder was there it was just metalwork and metallurgy and it is beautiful in its creation they all of the metalworks are large and you can see that there is a metal representation of a golden dragon uh and it seems uh and in, in giant written uh and it has a, a placard that is written in giant uh, you know that Gwen would be able to read such a placard if she were not defunct at this point in time. Uh, and as you are crossing, uh, as you are stepping over the bridge, I want both of you to make perception checks. Thirteen. Thirteen, and what'd you get, Corey? Nine. Nine? Okay. Nine. So, uh, Corey, as you are crossing over this bridge, you are still feeling in sort of like a heightened danger sense mode. And as you're looking around, you see where the lava flows and then goes underneath the bridge. And you're going through the list of things that could possibly come out of lava and just take you and your friends and the whole damn thing and the whole damn place with you. Uh, and with it, you kind of start thinking about the raven skull pointing directly into a pool of magma. And it's, it's concerning, to say the least. And then you follow the path of the magma underneath the bridge, and you look over and you can see that it was... Uh, it was diverted at some point it seems like the giants needed the magma to actually be somewhere else so much like uh when a river 
needs to be moved as well. They had set up proper measures to actually reform the flow of magma to purposefully go underneath the foundry. And as you're looking where the magma used to be, there is still this large divot. And inside of that divot, you see what looks like a large bean that seems to just kind of be moving. Arjan, as you are coming across this bridge, you see the doorway. You see the doorway that had been built by the giants working together with the dragon. And uh, to answer Phoenix Vic's question, Corey, it, it was a green bean. Uh, and Arjan, as you are looking at this large gate, you start looking at the area around because once you got close to the bridge, there weren't the statues anymore. You stopped seeing them. And as you're looking around, you notice something else. Along the ground and the sides of the walls of the cave, it looks like there are shadows being cast on people that aren't there. And as you look at these shadows, make an insight check. Nine. With a nine? Uh, Sorry, some, eight. Oh, an eight. Uh, with an eight. That's plus six, not plus seven. Some of these shadows, uh, it must have been like a party or some joyous occasion because you see quite a bit of them. Uh, of these shadows that seem to be just kind of baked into the stonework itself. And you assume that it was some sort of joyous event because many of them have arms extended upward. Others have arms that look like uh, their hands kind of stop where faces would be. Uh, and it seems like whatever people were here uh, were probably having a good time when whatever event happened. Mm -hmm. like we had a great time. It sounds like it was great. Everybody put your hands on your head. You mean Ooh. to die for. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen my husband in years. <laughs> and could have been my husband. He's been dead for years. And as you are getting close to the foundry, uh, make another perception check. The both of you can. 16. 14. Okay. So with a 16 and a 14, uh, coming around the front side of this building, looking up at the looking up at the roof area, just sort of getting a good idea of what this foundry looks like you can see that there is a hole. A large-sized hole, roughly around the same uh, the same diameter as the hole that you guys had actually entered into this stronghold from, that is in the top of the foundry. And then as you get to the front door, you can also see that there is, uh, at about halfway up this 25-foot-tall door, 
another one of these large uh, spherical openings. It looked like it was built that way, or did it just occur? It definitely doesn't look like it was built that way. It looks like it has been corroded away. Can 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 we can we peek in? You can. And as you peek in, the the door still the door feels slimy, sort of like the cave did as you look in and you don't see much of anything. You can see that there are hallways that extend out um and around but it doesn't seem like there is any life inside of this foundry gwen and calum the two of you feel like you're being watched we should probably uh, go meet up with the <clears throat> others yeah yeah he's gonna pop uh Tikan out and stand and he can, uh, like, arms out and then looks up towards Gwen and then runs and stands behind Calum and peers out from behind the leg at you, Gwen. What's his problem? Her. She doesn't like you tossing her out windows. He's bending down to pick her up and you can see he flinches a little bit from, like, pain. Sorry you got hit, bud. I've taken worse. I died, remember? Yeah. I try not to think about it. Mm. Hey, thanks Sorry. for giving me a moment. <clears throat> All right, let's go. No problem. Just uh, don't don't tell the general public. I got a reputation to keep up, you know. Okay. A negative reputation. Was it infamy? I'm infamous. Nice. We'll head know what to that the means. forge. <laughs> yes, we will head to the forge. Okay. And as you are on your way to the foundry and begin exiting out, um, Arjan, you and Corey looking into the building. Uh, you begin to hear something. And Arjan, what languages do you speak? Uh, common Draconic, Infernal, and Abyssal. You start hearing something in a language that you don't understand. It almost sounds like inverse bubbles. And Corey, you don't, uh, you don't recognize this language either. But it seems to mimic speech patterns. And then there is a, you hear a noise that sounds like sizzling. And you see a beam of jet black energy rip through the front corridor that is inside of this foundry and blasts 
uh, a almost effortlessly another uh, kind of spherical sized hole in the sidewall of the foundry from where you all came in. And this creature is just and you just hear this noise that seems to be coming uh, quicker down the hall. It doesn't seem that it's taken note of the two of you. Corey's eyes are just like saucers. She turns to look at Arjan. Do I do I get any insight of what this thing is? Uh, is it Fae Fiend or Undead? It is not Fae Fiend or Undead. Mm. Uh, based off of the 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 raid that was sent out, do I do you, have I read about anything like that? Make a history check. Eighteen. It's starting to make sense now. It is shrieking. This thing is shrieking in a language that you can't understand. You came through a perfectly spherical tunnel that didn't look like it was made by any kind of natural formation. The area around you has begun getting slick and slimy. You're fairly certain that this is the work of an aberration, which is why you had to spend so much time reading about them, because your blood hunter powers only affect fey fiends and undead, but not creatures from the far realms. And as the two of you look, make stealth checks. Twelve. You are muted. Oh, I thought that I thought that my headphones were st- had stopped working. Stephen, we can't hear you. I put myself on mute. It's okay, because apparently uh, something's wrong with my keyboard right now. So it's like it's holding shift or something? I don't know. I'll have to figure it out here in a little bit. It was so anxiety-inducing because nobody else was reacting. I was all like, I'm the only one who can't hear him. My God. Right, it's going to be easier if I just use a book, I suppose. So... Arjan, what did you get? 18. Or, sorry for my stealth, it was a 15. Okay. Corey, what'd you get? I got a 12. Okay. So, the Arjan, you are able to see this creature, and it does not see you. Corey, you are not as lucky. As you are looking at this hallway, you see what looks like a it's like a disembodied head but the head only has one eye that's visible at first and you can see that there is one large eye in the center of this head 
with a mouthful of hundreds of rows of impossibly sharp teeth. And it is looking around with its one eye frantically. And you see that it has tendrils along the back of its head. And those tendrils are looking in a variety of directions. And you realize that these tendrils are looking. They are stalks. They are stalks for a multitude of eyes that seem to just be growing from this creature. Do these eyes look like they have beauty in them? Yes. <laughs> no. And how, how big is it? It is... It is large. It is roughly around the same size as the tunnel that you came into this area. And it looks at you and it locks its large singular eye towards you. And then all of the other eyes that were looking around also direct themselves towards you. And it looks at you and just... And Arjan, you are looking at Corey as you see this beam of black energy tear towards her. Can I pull her out? You would break your stealth in doing so. I'm fine with that. Okay. So. You. So, Corey, you are going to be making this check with advantage. It is a dexterity save. Okay. With advantage? Yes. Twenty-one. Okay, so a twenty-one. You're only going to be taking half of this. Which is good. So that is for 35 points of force damage. Am I taking half of that or is that half damage? Uh so It is or take. So you are able to get pulled out of the way in time of this initial beam. Uh, okay. And then... Is, is the 35 already halved or am I having No, that? the 35, it is a uh, save for zero, fail, you take full. So thankfully you succeeded on this one. Oh, okay. Cool. That's great. I also um, need you to make a constitution save. Okay. Not at advantage? Not at advantage on this one. Or actually, these will be at advantage because Arjan was able to help. That's good. I'm helping. Um, 16. Okay. So a 16, thankfully, was the number that you were looking for. As oh, you feel boy. your muscles begin to tense up, but you manage to shake it off. And finally... That is... I need you to make another dexterity save. Just Corey. 
Just Corey. Uh, 23. Okay. So, thankfully, that also succeeds. <laughs> Good. And this creature begins to angrily float towards you. It can only move at a speed of 20 feet per round. So, it is... It's a common. What are the two of you doing? Running. Yeah. <laughs> um... curious yeah we run for sure running 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 <coughs> okay so Calum you and Gwen are in the street you are making your way towards the foundry and you start seeing a you see a black beam of energy shoot once through like creating a hole in a sidewall of the foundry and then you see another beam shoot out and from the direction with with which that black beam did come you see Arjun and Corey booking it uh uh should we we should probably I'm not healthy enough for this <laughs> what <laughs> uh uh, Gwen does this, waves her arms in the air wildly to like indicate where they are, and she's gonna look for a place to hide. That's not a house. Like that didn't work very well last time. Okay. So Gwen, make a make an investigation check. Okay. Not bad. Investigation. I'm good at those. Uh, so seventeen minus one. Okay. Uh, you managed to find a place whose door is already open. There are no occupants inside, and you and Caleb are 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 quickly able to get in. Corey, you see, Gwen is motioning very quickly. Uh, come this way, Arjan. You see it as well, and the two of you continue to run. I check over my shoulder. Is it? Like has it? It you said it was moving fairly slowly. Yes. Um. So by the time that you are on top of the bridge, it has then emerged from the foundry. So it can still see us and definitely hear Corey. Yes. Okay. Especially um, if you are running atop a bridge, which is located above a river of magma, which is the brightest place to be in this whole town. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I was just suggesting that we run until we're back with the group. <laughs> yeah, we're we're booking it. We're just gonna keep on going. I'm gonna try and stay as close to Arjan as possible. Uh, um, the, the bridge is the only thing. Is it flying? It is. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Does it seem to be hovering? Yes. Like moving with the terrain. It just gently moves over it. You're okay. fairly certain that based off of, or Gwen wouldn't know this, but yes, it yeah. looks like it is relying on terrain beneath it to move. Okay. Yeah, right. Gwen wouldn't know that. <laughs> it's fucking flying! All right, so... uh, it, am, I, am I right in assuming that this is an Abolith? No. 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 What this, is it? This is not a fish. This is not a fish. This is a this... beholder. It's a beholder. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. 
Oh, I just heard God. a bunch of teeth and eyes, and I was like, mm, yeah, um, as, no, as, this is not a kissable psychic fish. I mean, as what? it slides around the corner and can see us again, I'm going to reach over and grab Arjan, and I'm going to say, run, just keep going, and I'm going to face step him ahead of me. Oh, you bitch. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it can only work if you're willing, so. Okay. Do, do you use it if it's not willing? Yes. All right. All right. So I get I get yeeted, and what, once I do, I'm gonna take position and start firing, cause no, fuck that. All right. So Corey, make a Constitution save. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. So these don't cast count as spells, do they? They do not. Cool. So you're gonna be taking half of this. So that is 18 points of, ne- or sorry, 18. Thirty-two points of necrotic damage. Am I having that? Uh, or is that already halved? That is, is that is before the half. That is before the half. That is before it is halved. Okay. Yeah, so you would take 16 points of necrotic damage. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then the second beam does nothing because you are considered undead. And then the third beam... I I will say that that second beam hits me and it drops me to my raven form. Okay. And then I need you to make another dexterity save. Seventeen. Okay. You saved. That is fine. All I'm right. gonna turn to Gwen. I'm gonna need to do something stupid. What the fuck is that? Ah! How, far, how far away is it from us? Uh, from where Gwen and Kalem are, it is currently about. I want to say. Th- 300 feet because you guys were back farther in town uh we're in a hall are we in an alley or are we in a you had moved yourself into an alleyway he's going to cast fly on himself take a knee and just go 60 feet straight up i don't know if this is better or worse Corey, get over here get over here Corey. Corey's just sprinting, screaming at Arjan to keep running. Calum, after you have used fly, it will use a legendary action. Oh boy. So... That also does not work on you because you can't be afraid. (laughs) Alright. If you want, we could roll initiative while all of this is happening to make things easier. Yeah, okay. sounds... Do we want to do it now or do we want to do it at the beginning of next episode? Let's just get this resolved right now so that okay. way we don't forget what's currently going on. 
let's make sure everybody is dead before the next episode. <laughs> oh. Fifteen. Uh, seventeen. Nice. Seven. Arjun. Kalen, what'd you get? Seventeen. Corey, what'd you get? I also got 15. My dex is 13. Okay. Ah! No! <laughs> okay, so, Calum, you have just gone. So... Legendary action was used. Next up would be... Arjan. Uh, so, Arjan is... Where, where, where'd you yeet him to? Just 30 I, feet in front of her. Yeah, yeeted you as... Yeah, so I'm still on the bridge. Far as I could. I mean, depends on how big the bridge is, but I've been running for a while, so... The bridge is... Am I, am I still on the bridge? Uh, You are just at the end point uh, okay. of the bridge. So, like, can I skirt to the side and start taking pop, -pop, yeah. pop shots? Okay, I'm gonna do that. How far is it away? Uh, at this point, it is about 150 feet away. 150 feet? Yeah. Alright, I'm going to take two crossbow shots. I still have my bullet. Sixteen. Okay. A 16 goes wide. Wait, the other one doesn't hit either. And the at bonus the... Side. Yep. Continue. That's it. Okay. At the end of your turn, it's going to use a second legendary action. So... That also does not work on you, Corey, as you cannot be charmed. Oh, John, I swear well, to God. No, call. you have advantage on charm effects as an elf, I have advantage. Right? Okay. Yes. Give it a go. Oh, John, I swear to Corlon, I will true name you. You keep on running right now. Bye. Okay. Uh, what kind of save is this? With dumb. <laughs> I'm good at those 15. <clears throat> A 15 is not enough. I know. Corey, for the next hour, you are charmed. Oh, fuck. Extra fuck. Until the beholder harms the creature. You do not repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. And the charm effect that you receive, uh, you hear, I need a new pet. Be my pet. What? <laughs> that is the that is the emotive uh, nature of the charm. Is that this thing wants you to be its pet and to protect it? Okay. Uh, Corey is running just at full tilt, and then she just stops. Uh, like she stares forward, uh, and then she turns around, looks at him, really confused. Is she compelled to do this? You are underneath it. You are under its charm. And you feel it It kind of emotes to you. Uh, come back. 
the beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And okay. you like looking <laughs> back at walking. it. Looking back okay. at it, it's almost like there are the sakura blossoms blowing behind <laughs> it. It's wearing like a little school tie. Oh my god, he's Michonin! <laughs> All right, well I'm gonna wait until my turn. It's your turn. Got a little little blush. Oh, it is my turn. Yeah, Sharp you team. went yeah, immediately okay. after ours. Corey just stops. Uh, she turns around, looks at it, and then just goes, "Okay." And then she just starts walking back towards him. <laughs> Corey. Does charmed not make it not make them friends? Right. There is a charmed condition in D and D Beyond that you can check. Okay. I can't check it because my computer wants me to die. <laughs> A charm creature can't attack the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects, and the charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. Right, so you don't have to do what they're—you t- don't have to do what you're told, but you can't attack it. I—I I don't know. I don't know how it works. I know it's not because friends is something different. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, like the charm is written like for a lot. Okay, for an effect that's used a lot on player characters it's written very much for a player character to use on an npc i'm fine with this so Corey, as you are making your way back across the bridge arjan you hear a psst And you look towards where the pst is coming from, and you Damn see a, a drow man uh, <gasps> wearing very nice-looking robes that's just hurriedly like, No, that's my friend. Fuck you. Arjan, make a wisdom save. Vaping around dead. Well... I don't I don't get fable shit. Uh wisdom save? Yes. 17. Okay. Uh you feel like they are trying to magically compel you to get out of the way of danger. I'll skirt to the side, I guess, or like go I'm gonna get out of between it and the beholder, but like I'm not leaving Corey. Okay. And uh, as you approach this drow man, uh, I'm gonna I'm what I'm gonna like have like eldritch blast energy uh in my fingers, like try that again, bitch. And they just sort of raise up their hands. And uh, I think that is where we will call it for tonight's session. It's going to be fun. So I know that I said that we wouldn't stop in combat, but I don't want to play this here Drow Man when I don't have to because we are going to be having a guest next week. Uh, oh our dear friend God. Jordan with the PH Asylum of the Forgotten Realms Explained is going to be joining us for our Four Keeps games. He's going to be playing said drow figure. So we shall pick up with him playing as his own character. I don't want to use any of their abilities in the meantime. So thank you so much, everybody, for coming by. This is a great time. Uh, first, 
I would like to say, uh, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at rjustice2e2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet haikus about grinding in a mobile game at, like, four in the morning. Um, you can also catch me on Twitch. Hopefully, I'll be streaming again if my schedule ever clears up. Uh, you can catch myself. Of course, here as Kalen, the Shatterkai Wizard Cleric, and tomorrow we're taking our Waterdeep characters to Ravnica, so you can catch myself, LB Hack'em Up, and GB, oh, also Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com, hell yeah, as we hopefully don't burn the city down. I might burn the city down. I don't know. Please don't burn the city <clears throat> down. The city is the planet. You will burn oh, the planet <laughs> down. I'll just melt the polar ice caps. Um, there aren't any. It's Ravnica. And also, you can catch me every second week, not this week, but next week, over at G Game Nights, where we play Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I play a half-orc dragon aspect barbarian uh, named Samick. He's a good boy. He's the best boy. You take that back, LB. <laughs> Hi, I'm LB Hack'emup of LB Hack'emup on the tweets. Um, and the discords. Uh, you can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays. Tomorrow I get to reprise my role as the beautiful, wonderful, sensual ghost. I'm so excited. Uh, and then <laughs> this week, uh, I will not be on Barry's channel. Uh, it's our off week, but we will be doing G Game Nights on Sunday at 4 o'clock for Monster of the Week, where I play Abby, uh, who wears glasses, which is why I did that. Uh, and she got kidnapped last session because I wasn't there, so we have to resolve that. It's gonna be great. Tanaykeener.com Hi! I'm Cyber, of Cyberwolf1201. Uh, you can find me at Cyberwolf1201 on Twitter, about shitpost, and talk about the, the, you know, the hype new critical rulebook. Uh, you can also find me on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201 where I play video games badly and talk about lore, but not this sun Saturday like I do most Saturdays because this weekend I'm going to be on twitch.tv slash off underscore the table uh, playing in a special urban shadows one shot, so come see your werewolf daddy. Uh, all the archives of my Twitch usually, well, of the of the Twitch streams that I usually do, go to uh, youtube.com slash one where you can also find D&D Beyond Homebrew Tutorials and the podcast that Kyle with an N and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about stuff. Uh, for RPG stuff, you can find me on the DMs Guild, Patreon, where I do Kaltori conversions, which I might be able to do a lot more once that hype new book comes out. And uh, I'm here. I'm here on Mondays where I play this guy, uh, Arjun the Dragonborn. I'm also here on Thursdays, where I play Albus the Simic-Hybrid Sorcerer. And what just got announced is that starting February on Saturdays, I'm going to be on twitch.tv slash prorestarter, playing in a Tal'Dorei, uh 5th edition campaign. So come see your werewolf daddy. Danaefinger.com Speaking of which, hi everybody, my name's Wings, uh, also known as Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com. You can find me here on Mondays playing as Coriander, the Elegant Pet. 
Um, and on Tuesdays, uh, we're going to start up on Ravnica, and I get to play as Daka, who is a ridiculously speedy centaur. She's up to 90 feet uh, walking speed right now, so I'm very excited to play her. DanaeKeener.com. Hello, everybody. If you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, Hi, fellow. What's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have all of our VODs go to YouTube and or any place podcasts are available, all under the same name, Indoor Adventures. The only place where that won't be the case is on our merch place. So if you go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, duck, uh, redbubble.com, you will find a plethora of merch. It's a good place because Teespring never sent me an email still. So I'm glad we switched to Redbubble. There, I said it. Uh, on Mondays, <laughs> we have our homebrew campaign. On uh, Tuesdays, uh, I, I guess I get to say the name of uh of the campaign which is going to be Waterdeep: war of the spark and on thursdays we are going to be playing in ghosts of saltmarsh uh now kind of uh, ghosts of om and also ghosts of albus's past it's a good time uh other than that if you uh already support the show in a number of ways but would like to help support the show otherwise consider going to patreon.com and signing up for our after show podcast called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other, because that is what we are going to be going into now. So first and foremost, I would like to say thank you to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful excursion. We'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.